As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. of the Just Press Play podcast. It's the normal crew. We got Pops and LJ. What's going on, guys? What's up? It's all good. All good. In the Texarkana hood. Yeah, we are. Me and Dad are recording from the same location. LJ's still up in the Windy City. He mm-hmm. might be making, we might be able to get a uh, podcast soon with all three of us in the same room. But for now, we still got LJ going remote. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. We have a lot planned for this week and I, week 15. Has now ended. We got two weeks left in the regular season. Where did it go? It flew by. And now we are really getting a good idea of everything playoff-wise. I wanted to ask you guys. Well, first off, this week we had some. Did y'all see? We had a couple of really bad, bad beats when it came to the NFL. What? Did you see some of that, LJ? Uh, I don't know what you mean by that. Tell Tell me what you're talking about. Well, you know, gambling when something like when when it ends up like you had the over under or the okay. point spread and it loses on like the last play, they call it a bad beat. Which I wanted to ask you guys. So is the Niners one, the Niners ones one of them? Yeah. Well, yeah. So what, what the first a bad one, beat isn't a bad beat for everybody, right? It's a good beat for somebody. Well, that's, that's what, what I, mean. I was going to ask you guys. No one ever says like that's a good win. It's just bad beat. We're so negative Nellies that we all we only talk about bad beats. No one's like, ooh, whoever had that over, they're really they're happy. happy because yeah, he got half a point at the last play. At the, yeah, I don't know. I, they do call it bad. To beat. to tell you some of the ones, L, uh, the like to explain a little more for anyone who doesn't know what a bad beat is. Like the over under for the the Falcons 49ers was 49 and a half. The Falcons scored a touchdown with just two seconds left, which made the game 23-22 Falcons winning. As you do quick math in your head, they're still the under sitting pretty. We're good. Two seconds left. They're going to kick it off. All good. You people might have turned the TV off. I mean, you probably stuck around for at least one more play, but. What happened, as the, the, the great SVP would say, they started doing a little pitchy-pitchy woo-woo, <laughs> and the ball ended up in the end zone, and all of a sudden the Falcons picked it up, and now the score ends up 29-22. That over has now been hit, and that is what we call a bad beat. And then just an hour before, or just a couple hours before that, we had in the uh, NFC least, not the Cowboys or Eagles, uh, we're talk- or actually it was the Eagles, not the Cowboys one, but the Eagles and Redskins. The Eagles were six-and-a-half-point favorites. And the Redskins were getting ready to throw a Hail Mary. And Dwayne Haskin fumbles it. And instead of just picking it up and falling down, the Eagles guy picks it up and goes in for a score, making that a 10-point game. So if you had the Redskins, you were, you were probably sitting, you probably you might have actually turned that one off because the Redskins were actually playing like they were going to win it. So you probably thought, oh, my, my bet's looking safe. Mm-hmm. And then that ends up being another touchdown. So 
Two different bad beats. But yeah, Dad, do you know why they call it? Well, and I was going to ask you, SVP is the one I've heard. Is he the one that originated that term? No. So it's been a thing. Like Bad beats have always been a thing. But for whatever reason, I guess because it was just so... You never talked about gambling when it came to yeah, now whether you're an announcer all the time. Yeah, if you're an announcer, you never. So like, what the the Al Michaels used to do it all the time, where he would just go, "That score is a little more meaningful for some folks out there," yeah. and that was basically his way of saying that just pushed the over or or that's the spread just got you know that that was his way of doing. It. Now it's just well straight up we like like Dad said, SVP has a bad beat segment. Where well, I can tell you, I can actually beats. tell you where it comes from. All right, um, please, a uh, little Google. Um, it's actually a poker term originally, and it comes from when you have, like, say in Hold'em, you've got, say, like, pocket aces or something like that. You've got, like, a subjectively good hand, and then it loses to, um, something. You know, that's Someone getting, beat. like, a, yeah, okay. So. Yeah, I get that. As a matter of fact, I've had that <laughs> several times. <laughs> that's how I play that poker. Really I is a bad there, if there's another way, but that's what I usually get. Yeah. Well, for anyone out there that may have fallen victim to a bad beat, either this week or just in general, it, the only way to overcome that bad beat is to get right back up on the schneid. And let me tell you about our friends from my bookie. As oh, a true God. football fan, you Keanu already Reeves know. Hardball is dying right now. <laughs> as a true football fan, you already know, just as sure as the season changes, that Tom Brady and the Patriots are going to win. Well, I was about to say they're going to win games. You can tell our ad reads, get, they hadn't watched the Patriots in a while because it's, it's not as sure a thing anymore, especially now that we're cracking down on all their uh, – they're extra they're spies. Cheating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just call it what it is. Cheating. <laughs> Damn cheating. Just see that video? But let me tell you. Yeah, let's, let's okay. get into that in a minute. But first, let me, get, right. let me get the shout out to my bookie here. I'm sorry. My I'm bookie sorry. is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action. By the time you're listening to this, I don't know when the first bowl game starts, but it's right around the corner. I think maybe the... Uh, the like cottonell toilet bowl or whatever, whatever the I don't know what the ads are. What all the cottonell toilet bowl? Yeah. I don't know. I just made something up. Okay. But but all the different bowls are starting up, so there's just there's gonna be football for days to watch, and you can gamble on all of them over at my bookie. So get off the sidelines, get into the game. My bookie, uh, they offer the most up-to-date lines and most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're gonna bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best over at my bookie. And uh, right now, my bookie is helping out all the people that are JPP listeners. Uh, if you put in the promo code chair, they will double your first deposit. So double. Put, put down a hundred. They're going to give you an extra hundred just to play with. And it's bowl season right now. That extra hundred. I mean, you could talk about some big money. Hmm. Mm. You want to know like what the first double. bowl game is? Yeah. First bowl game is, uh, there's two on Friday. Uh, the makers wanted Bahamas bowl and the tropical smoothie cafe Frisco bowl. So okay, so we're too far. <laughs> yeah, the Cottonelle toilet bowl must be a little later, but that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> As you're listening to this, don't wait, don't wait. Head to my bookie right now so you can get ahead of these bowl games. Put in the promo code chair and they will double your first deposit. That is mybookie.ag promo code chair C H A I R. Get that double on your first deposit and go put some money down on some college football, some pro football, any sport really. If you want to get on the NBA, uh, a Lakers future bet would probably be pretty smart right now. Who knows? Mm. But my book is the place to play. You play, you win, you get paid. All right. Last week we talked about it a little bit, but I mean, now it's just nuts with, with, we mentioned off the top that Falcons 49ers, we have one, two, three, four NFC teams with 11 wins. And then another one with 10 wins. Then we have the NFC, but the NFC East, but we'll get into that later. But that loss. Well, first let's just talk about, 
with all these guys at all these teams with the, the very similar records, home field advantage is going to be really, it's going to come down to the very end. Yeah. And I, what do you guys think is home field advantage? You're still like, it, it's a big deal, right? To you. Yeah. 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 Definitely. It's a huge deal to me. You, yeah. I, I kind of think it's getting to be a little less of a deal. Um, I, I, I seem like I've heard some, some stats that show that the away team, the, the non home team has, one more often than not this year. Well, I think where if, if like in gambling terms, I do think that the the home team doesn't always cover as often as they used to. I think the home team's still winning. It's not necessarily the win or loss. It's just covering. And and if you're gambling, well, used to didn't the home team get you got is was it two and a half three points for being the home team? Period. Pretty much, I think you got like three ever, just for being a home. And team. And I'm wondering from kind of some of the information I've heard, I hadn't heard just explicitly that, but that maybe that edge that Vegas gives to the home team is going down. It, it's not what it used to be. I don't know exactly why that is, but that's a good, I think a lot of it has to do with how, how easy it is to watch, like how good it is to watch games at home, like literally at home, not like home stadiums. And so there's less, the diehard fans aren't going out as much. And plus with second secondary markets going with tickets, like you can be a, if a Cowboys game might be going on, and if you're a Steelers fan, you might be. It's easier to get a ticket to that game now, just yeah. popping off. But another thing too is I, the worst stadiums are becoming more domes, like the the worst places to like play outdoors, like so, like Minnesota and stuff like that. Or Minnesota's true. traditionally been a dome, but like you know, we're we're getting a little bit less weathery in some of the hard places to play. But I think specifically with this NFC playoff picture, a lot of these teams around the top are I. I their home field still matters to me. Like we got Seattle. Everyone talks about the twelfth man. Seattle has a good home crowd. Looking at their yeah, playoff statistics since two thousand five, they are ten and zero at home. Wow, and two and seven on the road. So Seattle's legit. I mean that that home field means a lot to them. The Packers. We all know about Lambeau Field and the weather could get bad. Mm-hmm. And since two thousand twelve, the Packers are three and one at home, two and four on the road in the playoffs. And then the Saints. We, everyone knows about the Superdome in oh, the yeah. Peyton and uh, Peyton and Breeze era. They are six and one at home, two and four on the road, and then the Vikings. Right now, I don't know about their playoff pedigree as much at home and road, but just this year in general, they're the only team still undefeated at home at six and zero. Oh. So I mean, that it's doing something for them this year. The Vikings, is that what the Vikings, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the 49ers, I don't think it's as important, but the 49ers are. I think what's important for them is just not having to go to any of those say, stadiums. Traditionally, driving for, or uh, flying from West Coast to East Coast is a bad deal if you're a football team. So getting to not have to make that travel, I think, is super beneficial to them. If they so, I think that, that gets us up. right to. I kind of want to talk about that 49ers Falcons game. I don't necessarily, you know, get too hard onto the 49ers for losing that game because the Falcons. We were making fun of them all year all previous, but here in the last few weeks, the Falcons are legit. They're the team we thought they were going to be, yeah, you know, yeah, cue true. up the Denny Green. They are who we thought they were right, at the right. beginning of the year. And they they and, and then you look at the 49ers, they just got off a stretch where three out of the last four weeks they played the Packers, they played the Saints, huge win. They played the Ravens really close. I mean, the letdown Pretty game. Huge games, yeah. Yeah, the letdown game was you could well, see that coming. You knew it had to be coming. Would you see what Shanahan said about this uh, this game uh-uh. going into it? He said that this is the Falcons Super Bowl, and if we don't play like it's our Super Bowl, we're going to get a loss here. So, um, and that yeah. was a good point. That's exactly what happened too. Mm-hmm. So, well, and, and I had read where Matt Ryan had come out and said they were really playing to to keep Dan Quinn's job. They, I really? think Ryan and and they really liked the guy. And 
And, you know, but for that damn Super Bowl where they Well, the rest of the NFC South is happy they're playing for his job. Yeah, yeah, no, I can see how maybe they shouldn't. But that, I mean, Matt Ryan, who I, like I mentioned before, I have a lot of respect for, but he said they're really trying to play to save Dan Quinn's job. I thought that was interesting. So Mm -hmm. while I don't think that loss is as damning, like I still feel pretty good about the 49ers. I don't think that like deters me to thinking they're not a good team. But I think it's a crushing loss just in the sense of that huge win. It negates that huge win they got just a week ago. Where they before last week they were the only NFC team with two losses, so they held they they had their own they held their own destiny whether it became home field advantage or not. And now after losing that game, they might. What's crazy that NFC West, the loser, the Seattle Seattle and San Francisco will play each other. I don't think it's this week. No, I think it's week seven, the, the final week. So week seventeen, and the loser of that. Crazy, but in both those teams, you could argue those are the two top teams. I don't. The Saints are right there with them, but you could argue those are the two top teams in the NFC. One of those teams will probably have to go. They could have to go on the road mm-hmm. and play the Cowboys or Eagles, which is just yeah. We talked about it last week. It's wild to think. I mean, those teams are clearly at a. They've played better all year. I would hate to see them go on the road, but that that's why. What did you think? Just in general, from that game, from that Falcons 49ers game, what'd you think? Uh, well, I just wanted to uh, draw attention to the, the thing that I've mentioned a couple times now is now the, in the last four weeks, I think it is the Niners have gone from first seed to fifth seed to first seed to fifth seed in consecutive weeks. It's just absolutely bonkers. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think it was, you're asking me about the Niners versus uh, Falcons game, right? Yeah, just how big was that loss, or or what you what did that do for you on the 49ers' I mean, future? I think it probably like bummed them out, but then you know, like that's that's kind of thing is I, I'm looking at these streaks, right? I'm looking, and and the Ravens have a 10 game winning streak right now, and man, that's hard to maintain something like that. Like just the law of averages says you're going to lose one at some point, and it's better to lose one week 15 than it is you know week 22. So yeah, um, no kidding. So I, I don't really sense a lot of worry. I mean, they looked like a good team playing a good team, and they've looked like a good team playing a great team for like about a month and a half now. So um, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that loss. We'll, we'll see what happens. The next couple of weeks are everything. So um. I don't know about you, Pops. I just That loss, like I said, I don't think that deters me from they are still a good team. I just don't think they can go on the road. To, I, I, that home, they needed to play at home just because I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo to have to go win like in the Superdome. And which, he did. <laughs> he did, which he did once, but okay. are you going to do it twice? That's tough. He barely he did both did of first those things, time. didn't he? The two things you just named. The Lambo. No, that one was in. That one was in. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Uh, San Fran. But, okay. So what could easily happen? Like you said, LJ, they dropped from first to fifth. If they end up fifth, which no, they would have to drop down to sixth. I think they have to play the NFC East team on the road. But one of these teams, it could be you could have to play the Cowboys or Eagles on the road. No, you'd be fifth, then play, fifth seed would play the Cowboys or Eagles. You'd be the best. You, well, yeah, you'd be. That'd be the best you would be at the whole yeah so you'd have to go on the road and be and say what you will about how awful the cowboys have been a lot they're still a talented team yeah i would hate to have to go and so they have to go on the road and beat them which i would still pick them to win that game but then they'll have to go on the road again and play probably what seattle or green bay and then maybe probably on the, the road best again. team remaining probably the best team remaining is what they would play so for the yeah, rest that's just a tough road that road is tough yeah. and see yeah and now seattle holds all the 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 their own the keys are in their in their position they they kind of can control home for the yeah, but you know this is them. one of my favorite things about the way the schedules have been done for the last like 10 or so years is it's pretty much gonna come down to the two of them playing each other at the end of the season like that's that i love why because you know nobody's in control of their destiny um in as much as you know i mean they both are either one of them can smack the other one down this next or uh week 17 or whatever it is so 
Well, and so what that loss also did gets us right to the next game is that loss opened the door wide open back for the Saints to possibly get home foot advantage in yeah. the Superdome. Yeah. So let's get into that first. Let's just let's go ahead and give a shout out to Old Breeze. I feel like we just did this last year. Does he only wait for Monday Night Football to break records? It seemed like he's it. good Gosh. at it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But they he's put good at on it. a show against the Colts and. and and I wonder what are we going to do this every time one of them breaks the records? I feel like him and Tom Brady are probably going to toss this Break around it back a few and times. Forth and, yeah, maybe right? so. I mean, maybe so. Yeah. So let's see. The after that 49ers loss, the Saints now are in control of. If they went out, they get home field advantage regardless, because one of these one San Fran or Seattle is going to lose again because they play each other, and the Saints just have their own. They they have their own destiny, and they play. I believe. Let's see. I had it written down. I'm seeing uh, Panthers and um, Both Titans, on the road, right? yes. Both on the road, but it's at Titans, at Panthers, which I still think the Titans are a good Tennessee's. team. Yeah, Tennessee's a good team. Salty, no doubt. You know, it's funny, that Saints game, and this is something that Ryan Rosillo has brought up on his podcast before, but it's funny how a nationally televised game can change. Like, Drew Brees has not played that great the last couple of weeks, but he played awesome on Monday night, 29 of 30. Whatever, he had 300 yards, four touchdowns. Probably should have been five if they didn't call that pass interference at the end of the first half. So now we're all back to t- like Drew Brees is, is Drew Brees that wanted to, led him to a Super Bowl. Uh, what do you think about the Saints, LJ? How, how high do you have them? Honestly, I haven't watched a single one of their games this year. I just have missed every single one of them. Last night I was busy. Um, I Just looking at stat lines, uh, you know, Drew Brees is still Drew Brees and Michael Thomas is unbelievable and oh, amazing Kamara is still doing what he does um I, I expected mark ingram not being on there to be a bigger deal but it hasn't been so you know well I would, I, I'd can still i pause you for a minute please i think mark ingram's had a losing mark ingram i think has had a huge effect on them because kamara i don't i mean ring the gong if you want anybody who's oh, yeah. i don't have him in fantasy but anybody who's had him, had him in fantasy knows this year's he hasn't scored a touchdown since week three wow he is not the same guy that he was with ingram and i I thought who is out of who's more important? Those two. I think it's. I still think it's probably Kamara. I still. But, I think it is still Kamara. But he's well, look what some, the team that got Ingram. Look at their offense. Oh yeah, I, a well, lot. Of, but a lot of that's Lamar Jackson. Yards, but getting into the end zone's a lucky thing. Getting yards is a work thing. So, but at one point last year, we were acting like he might be an MVP candidate. Not. I don't think he ever was like seriously going to win it. But he was one of the best, most electric players. And. I don't see a lot of highlights with Alvin Kamara on I, it recently. I think he's been hampered by some injuries this year, and and I think that's what's hurt him. I still think he's the same player, and I think next year he'll be a, a really great player, and I think he can come back in the playoffs. So so the Saints are doing this in large part. I mean, who, Michael Thomas has completely blown my mind. I mean, he is, I think, the best receiver in the NFL. And and Kamara is still great. And if he comes back and be and is the old Alvin Kamara, you better look out. NFC. And they, that team did just claim Janoris Jenkins off waivers, who Janoris Jenkins is kind of Marcus Peters-ish. Yep. He can kind of blow some coverage, but he can also get a couple pick sixes that win you a couple games. So I think that's a good pickup for them. Uh, I, with the Saints now holding uh, their own destiny as far as home foot advantage, I think you have to give a huge shout-out to old Teddy B for going 5-0 yeah. and with Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Yep. And – one of those five games was at Seattle, which is why they hold the tiebreaker over Seattle if they end up with the same record. So I, he won't get the MVP trophy. It'll be brief. It'll probably be Michael Thomas for like their team MVP. But shout out to Teddy B for keeping him in there. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. No um, kidding. Moving down the line on the NFC, the Packers, they won again. I, I, 
I don't know. The NFC North looks like it's the Packers to lose. Uh, they play the Vikings on Monday nights. Probably, if it's not the game of the week this coming up week, it's it's right up there. Uh, right now, all they have to do is pretty much beat the Vikings Monday night, and they've wrapped up the NFC North. For the Vikings to win the NFC North, they not only have to beat the Packers on Monday, but they have to hope the Packers lose to Detroit the following week. Ooh. So it probably going to be the Packers' vision. But how do you? I just don't. I don't know about the Packers. I don't know what to make of the Packers. I still think they're great. I mean, Rodgers is is that that kind of player that running back. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is amazing. Devontae Adams is is coming back. Um, but I just don't know what to make of them. The defense was great the first of the year. They're haven't been. They really okay they were great now. like the first four weeks. Even like it, it they haven't been that great. They haven't for been a that while. great yeah. in a while. Yeah. What do you think about the Packers, LJ? I don't know. It's, you know, I'm not a huge basketball guy, but it reminds me of uh, like a LeBron Cavs team where it's like it's it's limited talent being carrying the rest of the team is the way it feels to me. Um, it's it's a good team, but out of the 55 guys on that roster, I'm looking at like three or four of them as carrying the rest of them. And that's not the way I feel about all the other NFC teams. So I'm a little hesitant to put them up on that echelon with everybody that's tied with their record right now. So that's my thoughts. Let me ask Let me ask you, Pops. Aaron Rodgers, I was looking at some like uh, next-gen stats that NFL puts out. He's had the most time out of any quarterback. That offensive line's actually done a really good job of protecting him, but he's not been the Aaron Rodgers you really think of when you think of Aaron Rodgers. He's 36 years old, and I know we're seeing quarterbacks play great into their even 40s now. I mean, we just watched Breeze do it on Monday night. Is Rodgers losing a little bit, or what, what do you think? I think it's possible. I mean, it's certainly it's possible when you talk about any pr- premier athlete in their late 30s, they're, they're going to lose something. But I don't know. Rodgers, I still, we talked about this early in the year. He's kind of got that attitude. I think, I think he trips over his attitude a little bit sometimes. He knows he's the best player on the team. He knows he's maybe the best player in the league, arguably. And I just think he trips over his attitude a little bit every now and then. Not to say I don't like him. I do like Aaron Rodgers. But I see I, you nodding, LJ. Are you, are you kind of in agreement? Well, I'm actually I'm, I'm kind of in disagreement. Um, but I, but like, I agree with what, a lot of what you're saying. But I think uh, you might be reacting a little bit too quickly, both of you, to the idea of Aaron Rodgers being uh, not who he was. I think that they've been winning games, so they don't need him to air out the ball like he has done in the past. And when they have needed him to, I mean, we were just talking – what two months ago about the perfect passer rating. That's why we, you know, talked about the passer rating yeah, even true, at all. True. So it's not like he's had this season where he's just been, you know, okay at best. He's been he's been balling when they need him to ball. So um I think you might be overreacting to a stat line. Tell well, us, LJ, just tell us to relax. R E L L A X. Well, actually, I don't want to well actually you here, but I'm not saying I don't think he's actually lost much. I am gonna pump the brakes on that. I see a lot of this Aaron Rodgers. I'm with you. I think he's just fine. He's not doing it. He's just letting them rack up the wins. And he even talked about it. like, we're winning ugly and a win's a win. It kind of, I could easily see this being Aaron Rodgers year, similar to the Patriots year when they won the Super Bowl, where they came back against the Falcons and all of a sudden Tom Brady was nuts in that second half. Aaron Rodgers still has that streak in him. And once he realizes, okay, Y'all need y'all need the y'all need me to come out. Let me let me pull my cape out. Yeah. Let me do my Aaron Rodgers thing. I think he's still. I, I watched him beat the Cowboys on one leg. Yeah, and then I watched him have yeah. that throw against him where Jared Cook caught on the sideline. He just he still has this arm. I don't yeah. think he's lost it. Yeah, and they're they're protecting him fine. Devonta Adams is healthy. It's dangerous for the rest of the league if if they're going to end up home foot advantage and they hadn't even had Aaron Rodgers have to pull his cape out. Yet. Yeah, I, yeah. Fair point. Fair point, y'all. 
Uh, going down, let's go into, all right, we mentioned a little bit off the top. Oh, actually, before we get there, the, the other AFC North team with the Packers, I'm worried, or the Vikings, I'm worried about the Vikings because I think that Dalvin Cook injury is serious. Well, what is it, his shoulder? So he hurt his shoulder the first game. They told him it was just, or the reports were it was just pain. As long as he can play through it, he's fine. Well, he couldn't play through it. He came out and then he got hurt again last week. Yeah. I We've had our Kirk Cousins conversation. Y'all know where I stand on him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think Kirk Cousins yeah. can win the Super Bowl, but he needs a really good run game. And Dalvin Cook was giving him that. He was Dalvin Cook was great. And I just think that team changes drastically if he's not playing. And then again, Adam Thielen should be healthy or getting healthy soon. So Yeah, but knows, you take but Dalvin Cook out of that, that makes a huge difference. So. I think he's the straw that stirs that drink. I think that's very But I mean reports as of right now is he's liking he's he's looking to play next week, so uh, well, I did see Adam Schefter on Monday tweeted that uh, he said Dalvin Cook likely would miss week 16 and maybe 17. I, it's going to change a lot. I don't think from what I've read, the injury is it's still the same as last week. It's not going to get any worse. It's just can he play through it? And yeah. Well, if I'm the Vikings, I'm saying Dalvin Cook is playing because I want you to game plan for him. So, um, yeah. So if you're the Vikings, you know they have that big win, big game this week against the Packers. Would you play Dalvin Cook, or would you go ahead and just say, like, I know what you're telling the public, but I would almost say, because you still need the Packers to lose in Week 17 to Detroit. That's not – look at their coach. I don't think it's going to happen. So, do you just rest Dalvin Cook and hope he's healthy for the playoffs and just say we're probably not going to get the first-round bye? That's a great question. I, yeah, I think they're not getting the first-round bye, right? There's no way for it. Or, and they're probably not going to play at home, I don't think. So then, yeah, I, 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 say, I say let's get everybody in your team as healthy as possible so you can make that – from the outside play in the playoffs. You know, you want to be as healthy. The, That's the most successful team in the playoffs is the healthiest. So, Well, and isn't, isn't Madison, his backup, isn't he He's a little banged, banged up, up too. Yeah, so, Matt yeah. Boone was the guy that... Boone. Mm-hmm. Amir Abdullah comes next, I think. So Yeah, they, and they're not going to sign it. Yeah, they got a lot of running backs on the roster because they've been dealing with injuries. So that one's interesting to me. All right, so the team that will host a playoff game is one of the NFC East winner. Whichever oh, team wins the NFC East. Uh... Let's start with the Cowboys. Cowboys got a huge win, 44 to 21, just dominated the Rams. (laughs) Uh, So, but first, let's talk about this, LJ. If you were, I wasn't watching it live. I had to, I had to, I had to record it and I watched it afterward. But if you were watching it live, the first five minutes or so had to look like this was Jason Garrett being fired because the whole deferred and and all this BS, (laughs) like it just looked like, and that wasn't even Jason Garrett's fault. That was Dak kind of, Tripped up on but, himself, I mean, but. it seems like the coach still is going to tell the players what to say. I think it's still right. I mean, it still comes back to coaching, right? Yeah, I, hope, I hope the coach is not just And, and what can you say? I mean, what are your choices? You can either choose to receive. So this is dumb. You can choose to kick or you can choose to defer, right? You have three choices. Is that correct? I believe Do so. We know? I believe that's yes. true. Yes. So, so when Dak Prescott said, we're going to kick that way, He's making his choice. Yes. Right? He's not deferring. He's, he, is, he is actually, he's won the, the flip, and he's choosing to kick. So that means in the second half, it is the other team's choice, and so they can choose to receive. Yeah. Right. That's exactly. That's how that should have worked. Really, the Cowboys should have kicked both halves. I mean, I know he did catch himself and say defer, but I feel like it's whatever you say first should have should have counted. Yeah. Well, and the ref asked him a second time, and then you see him finally was like, uh, 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 de- defense, uh, defer, defer, defer. <laughs> He's lucky he said the words defer or the word defer, yeah, because that's what the NFL office heard and they changed the ruling. 
LJ, and you might have a different opinion, but this is stupid. Let's take the defer rule out of this because every time someone defers, it's basically just saying kick. It never, why do we have it? What's the point? Is there any point besides just seeing if someone's dumb enough to screw it up like the Cowboys almost did? Well, okay, so sometimes you want to pick your side, right? Like it depends on the conditions on the field, but there is a possibility. Um, it, this is actually not the first time that this sort of thing has happened. Back in 1993, the Eagles, um, I mean, I'm sorry, not the Eagles, the the New England Patriots. Well, the deferred rule came into effect, I think, 2008. Well, but it was still okay. So, so the way it worked is back then is uh, if you lost the coin toss, you essentially deferred. Like there was no such thing as okay. deferring. And uh, uh, back in 1993, the New England Patriots decided that they wanted to pick their side in both halves. And so instead of picking whether or not they were kicking or receiving, they wanted to play with the weather and try to make sure that they were going with the right direction in the wind in the fourth quarter and so on and so forth. So there is a good reason to want to make your decision in the second half. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. Though. Well, at one point, the Patriots chose to, I mean, this is a little different, but just it kind of highlights what you're mentioning. They chose to kick overtime, to start overtime, which sounds crazy, but it was because the wind was blowing so crazy. They're like, what's more important is getting the right side of the wind, not receiving the ball. So yeah. that same thing would happen in the second half. Like, if you're like, it's more important to make sure we get Well, that. I could see, in the scenario you just painted, I could see one where you would actually want to maybe kick at the beginning of both halves to get to, because right, if I defer and then, and then I defer to you and you choose to kick going this way because you want at least the wind this half because it's their choice in the second half. And if they, if they choose to receive in the second half, right, you get to choose which way you want to kick. Mm -hmm. So you could conceivably have the wind. Well, at two quarters, you're going to get the right. wind two quarters anyway. Right, but you can pick matter. which quarters you want the wind, I guess. You can pick yeah. which quarters, right. I guess and there are two the quarters that are more important than uh, another two quarters. The first and third, I think, are uh, less important than the second and fourth. Second and fourth, agreed. I do think, to, to bring this conversation full circle, you are right, Dad. It, it partly goes on the coach. I was actually watching the, uh, the Saban Belichick thing that HBO did. It was like the NFL. Mm -hmm. It was I like, like the it, coach but... life or whatever, and it was their little thing. There was a clip where Belichick basically just has his guys in a huddle and he's just like rattling off, rattling off scenarios. And he's going, you know, two minute, two minutes and five seconds left. We have the ball uh, fourth and three. What do we want to do at this yard? And, you know, he's just rattling off scenarios and he's like real quick. And like, so he's testing these guys on all these quick. So they, they just know game scenarios where the Cowboys, I don't think they think that. So then that slips up. I don't think a Patriots player would do that because the Patriots yeah. are just better, more well coached. Yeah. I'm not making any crazy statement. This is obvious. Yeah. But so I I do think yes to bring it full circle yes that does fall on Garrett and hopefully Garrett's well, not around I, too much longer. Well, can I can I throw another fun fact about that 1993 game that I was talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that game was played December 12th, 1993, which is uh, very close to uh, somebody's birthday. And and I guess real quick while we're talking about birthday, shout out to Kelly, our sister. Shout out to Kelly. Happy, happy birthday. birthday! I doubt she's listening at this point because we've been talking football for far too long. But happy birthday, <laughs> Kelly. Um, also, so in that game it was uh, December 12th, 93. And the it was the the Bengals versus the Patriots and the Bengals were the only team in modern NFL history to score a game in which they never kicked off once. So the game was two to seven. The Bengals ended up scoring with a safety. But since they uh, since New England decided that they wanted to kick both halves, they received both halves. So they never kicked the ball once, even though they did score. <laughs> never happened wow. before in the NFL. Probably won't happen. Yeah, <laughs> I bet they'll. I bet well, they'll keep that one. I, and you might be going. But speaking of kickoffs, there's one other thing that kind of happened at the beginning of that Cowboys game, 
Um, so we get a new kicker, right? So we Kyle get a new Forbath. kicker, Kyle, Kyle Forbath, and he kicks the ball out of bounds. Right. So <laughs> yeah, mean, that's what I meant to say. Oh I meant my to say that. God! It's so like, if you're watching that live, which I wasn't, but I bet if, if like so you were watching that live, Dad? yeah, I watch that live, and I'm like, same old Cowboys. <laughs> so five minutes old. into the game, you're like, this shit is ridiculous. I, was, I just I thought I was going to turn fire him now. Right <laughs> then, just right then. But what ends up happening instead at the Cowboys roll. Beating the Rams, it, forty-four to twenty-one was a score. It actually it was that close. No, at one point they were up thirty-seven to three yeah. or seven. So. Thirty-seven to seven. Down. Uh, so I'm gonna ask Dad first. Well, actually, no, I want to ask LJ. What? Which? Which Cowboys is the real Cowboys? The team you saw on Sunday that just dominated the Rams team. Who, like we talked last Sunday or last podcast, I mean, the Rams were a legit team. They were starting to figure things out, and the Cowboys just dominated them. So. Are that is that the Cowboys that's going to show up in next week, or is the Cowboys that's the real team, the one we watched lose four out of the last five, including to the Vikes, Pats, Bears, and Bills? What do you think? I think going into next week, we're going to see these same Cowboys pop out again, and I think going into the playoffs, the, the hyped we're going up to good see, Cowboys. Yeah, we're going to see good Cowboys going into next week, but going into the playoffs, we're going to see the the average of the season Cowboys. Um, just because I don't know, there's something mystical about the fact that when we start talking about Jason Garrett losing his job. It just almost feels like they're going to make the playoffs. Like it's just a requirement. Um, you know, it's, I, I'm so part of me, part of me thought we were due for one of those believe in the Cowboys games because you just, it happens all the time where the Cowboys put out that performance. We're like, okay, this is a team we thought that we thought the Cowboys were, this is why some people were picking them for the Super Bowl and all this jazz. And then like you said that or LJ, then they, all of a sudden the next week they come out like a, it's like it's like a soda when you go to McDonald's and you get the flat soda and you're like that's the Cowboys we might get right, you know next week right. who knows pops what did you think is this is well, this just a flash in the pan or is this maybe the start of a run if I'm not mistaken I think Ezekiel Elliott had like 24 rushes for 112 or 120 yards and I think Pollard had with the help of a 40 some odd yard towards you know in the, garbage time in garbage time but he had like 12 rushes for 100 if we run the ball. We've got to run the ball. Ooh, that wee's coming out. And, well, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. If you talk about the Razorbacks Cowboys, I will do that. But the, the Cowboys have to run the ball, and they were able to do that in this game because they got up. Now, if they get behind early and they 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 get off of that run game, I, we're in trouble. I, the Cowboys are in trouble. So I, who's going to show up? I think if they – they, they need to get out to a decent lead early and, and able to run the ball. Because if they go to just passing, although I think Dak is a good enough quarterback, I really think he's a good quarterback. I, we, the, 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 the Dallas Cowboys run through the running back, mainly Ezekiel Elliott. That's where the offense so, runs through. So when they make the playoffs, if they do, uh, because I do think they are a better team than the Eagles, um, when they make the playoffs, in my opinion, they're probably going to play either Seattle or San Francisco, and I just can't imagine them getting ahead enough to run against either of those I two defenses. So couldn't disagree. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more, LJ. That's what worries me. I I don't know that they'll get far. So the part of me at first, my first thought was, I'm not about to do it. The Cowboys, what the Cowboys just did was they, they were they were your ex that you broke up with for a good reason, <laughs> and then they they showed they showed up at the party or the bar, and looking, they were looking, looking so good. cute. They were looking so cute, but I'm not doing it. I'm gonna wait because I know why I broke up with Jason Garrett yeah, and these Cowboys. They were even wearing I'm gonna that wait. dress that they know you like. Oh, they they knew what they were doing. They were strutting. They knew what they were doing. Winking at you. Yep. But I was like, I know what this Cowboys does to me. As soon as I put my heart into them, they're just gonna rip it out. And so. 
But I looked at the box score, and this Cowboys team just racked up 475 yards. Yeah. And they did it with seven yards per play, 200 yards passing on 65% completion percentage. All right. 263 yards rushing, like Dad said. Yeah, they ran the gross. ball over him on six yards per carry. And they did all of that with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Randall Cobb combining, combining for a stat line of three catches for 22 Jeez. yards. Wow. <laughs> wow. Those are, to me, three really important players. And yeah. they put up just monstrous numbers. The Rams aren't the 49ers defense, but they're not like the Dolphins. I mean, that's not a bad defense. Yeah. So, so what I guess I'm saying is I'm still keeping my eye. My ex came into the she bar and I'm cute. keeping my she eye on her. Cute. You know, I'm not, <laughs> you can see where she is at. I'm going to see if she shows up to the bar next weekend. Jason Garrett's got that short skirt on. <laughs> so are you saying you could drink her pretty? Is that I could drink this Cowboys team <laughs> okay. pretty real quick. All right. All right. To the other side of the NFC, the Eagles. They, like we, we talked about at the top, bad beat. They end up beating the Redskins by 10. Really, they barely beat the Redskins, and they barely beat the Giants last week. Those are the two bottom dwellers, not only in the NFC, or in the NFC East, but in the NFC, in the, in the NFL. Yeah. That, the Eagles aren't good. I think they're a bad team, and it might be because of injuries. It, I don't know if it's necessarily the Cowboys are better, they're just healthier. Yeah. The Eagles are playing with with Greg Ward was Greg their leading Ward, receiver. Former quarterback. Greg receiver. Ward was a quarterback at at Houston and then got cut by three teams and then played in the AFL for a couple of years or for a year or like a couple of weeks before they like had their weird thing where was it the AFL was that what it is the uh, AAF or whatever the American right, the Alliance yeah. or something yeah whatever that was something like that yeah it was a flat that was quick um I was looking at some Carson Wentz stuff Carson Wentz is weird to me because. If you depending on which quarter you watch him, you think he's trash. But if you watch him in that like the fourth quarter, you think he's carrying this bad roster. I was looking at the last two weeks, Winston overtime against the Giants and fourth quarter last week against the Skins. He's 15 for 15, 122 yards and two touchdowns. So when it Damn. matters most, back against the wall, that perfect. Literally perfect. Yeah. So I do like him, and but I think what what the Eagles are to me, and I'm gonna give a shout out to old Boomer, Chris Berman. I was watching that NFL prime time on ESPN plus and boomer said the Eagles look like they're like a spark plugs out. You know, it's like a car, but something's just not running right. I mean, there's something wrong now. Could that spark plug be Miles Sanders? Cause he looked really he looked good. good last week. Yeah. What do you think? LJ, what do you think? Are the Eagles just a bad team that are finding a way to win against bad teams or they're not winning real yeah. often. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just I, in the I, last two weeks. I, I still stand strong with my NFC. Uh, uh, prediction from week zero in that there are just four bad teams in that division. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't. Well, there's a difference between the Redskins and Giants and the Eagles and Cowboys, right? I mean, there's, yeah, there's two uh, awful teams and two uh, bad teams. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. You're right. Speaking of the Redskins and Giants, y'all, y'all realize what's happening this week? What? The Redskins and Giants play each other this week. And the reason this game is important both of those teams have a young quarterback. Whoever loses this game will probably get the second overall pick, which probably means Chase Young. So if I'm Daniel Jones or wow, interesting. Dwayne Haskins, I'm throwing that game. Because <laughs> I do not want to have uh, Chase Young chasing me down for the next 10 years because I think he's going to be a stud. Well, no, so then you need to win that game, right? No, the loser is going to get that second pick, so I want him on my team. Gotcha. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. 
Yes. So if I'm Danny Dimes, I'm going, all right, Eli Manning has now gotten to 500. Let's not have him possibly go under 500 for his career. I'm ready to play. I'm healthy. And I'm throwing that game. (laughs) I'm fumbling every time because I would much rather have Chase Young on my team than on my division rival. You're damn right. You're damn right. You're damn right. I just thought that was interesting. That's funny. All right. So let's, let's get it. Let's, let's book it. Cowboys, Eagles. You're saying Cowboys. Yeah. LJ, right? You're saying Cowboys. I'm going to say Cowboys, but boy, the, the, you know, it's the late game on Sunday. Thank God it's not the Sunday night game because Philly will be but Philly okay. will be ready. The fans will be ready at 4. Is it good that's not flex? I know LJ's rolling his eyes and I told him it was probably going to, like three weeks ago, we were like, it'll be flex. They're not flexing. Instead, it's going to be the Chiefs and Bears. The Bears are out. Why? Wouldn't you rather watch Well, I think the Fox protected it. Fox wouldn't let them flex it because they wanted that game. Shit, I mean, if you've got to flex it, something, though, that's not even my first choice. My first choice would be Bills choice? and Patriots. That is a much more interesting game to me. Yeah, true. But so the NFL Network has that one on Saturday football. So I understand, but I'm that's just saying. Why I didn't get flexed. I, like, well, I think we just figured out why it didn't get flexed because the game that they rather would have flexed. Yeah. Was that one. Yeah, fair enough. So I'm, I'm going to go Cowboys, but gosh, it could be a great game. I'm telling you, they're going to be Philly, – Philly is going to be ready. But he's just got nobody to throw to. Wentz has nobody to throw the ball to. I mean, Greg Ward, maybe keep showing Zach Hurts. I mean, uh, Zach Ertz, I feel I'm like sorry. I could watch the That's... quality of football that will be played during that game if I went and tried to find some high school football played in like the <laughs> Illinois State Championship. So, uh, you know, whatever. You can flex it if you want. I just don't care. Well, and I'm probably going Cowboys too, which means that's three, all of us on the Cowboys. So ben, ben Philly, head over, head over to my bookie, put in the promo code chair and put it all on Philly. Put it all on Philly. What's the money line? The, the, let's go to the AFC where this is probably going to be a much quicker conversation because it's not every team at 11 wins besides the NFC least. The AFC looks like we kind of have an idea, but let's, you just mentioned it a second ago. I kind of want to start with the Bills and then we can get to anything else if y'all want to mention anything else. But the Bills. They have graduated from the in the hunt graphic. Yeah. They clinched, yeah. and it's not even week seventeen yet. I'm down for that. I'm so happy. Did for you them. see after that they, they they after that win against Pittsburgh and Duck Hodges, they clinched the playoff spot. They locked it up at ten and four right now, and they showed it back up at Buffalo at two a.m. and the fans were already outside the plane waiting, like they were cheering them on. I heard they were on the tarmac. On the tarmac, I saw it on the Twitter. Temperature is in Buffalo, New York, at <laughs> two a.m. I wouldn't have been outside. <laughs> oh my God, it's got to be cold. Oh Dude. God. Whew. I'm just saying it's cool. As I mentioned, Boomer earlier, as the great Boomer would say, nobody circles the wagons <laughs> like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> and now, like LJ said, it's not going to get flexed. It'll be played on Saturday, but Buffalo plays. New England and the Bills, as somebody on this podcast predicted, has a shot to win the AFC East. They would they now they have to beat the Patriots tomorrow or on Saturday, and then they have to win week seventeen and hope the Patriots lose to the Dolphins in week seventeen, which I think we've seen happen before. Oh yeah. So I mean I said book it a year ago. I said book that game as a loss. But uh (laughs) did uh so the Patriots hold all the tiebreakers then, regardless of who wins this next game. Because they're yeah, because their conference and division record, they'll okay, hold the cool. they'll hold the tiebreaker. So they need the they need the Bills. That they will need Patriots have to lose both games, and the Bills have to win both games. Gotcha. But just I just want to give a shout out to Sean McDermott and that Bill. I like what they're doing yeah. there. I like him as a coach. Boy, I like him as a coach. Yeah. I think LJ was I, the Patriots are going to win the AFC East. I think this year. But I think LJ was just a year early. This this Bills team looks like they could take over the AFC before too long. Well, have you with, seen depending their on whatever cap room, happens. Their cap room's stupid. 
They got a lot of cap from that defense is really good and really young. Josh Allen, he has a lot of room to grow, but it does seem like he's grown. Yeah. And then I like Singletary. I like what they've done signing-wise. I just think there's smart people running it and good young talent on it. I I like the Bills roster. You know, I don't think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but, man, any game he's in, he can win. I I, I just like how the guys play for him. It seems like his team plays hard for him and really believes in him. Even if he doesn't necessarily show it all the time, I think they believe in him. And that's half the battle, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, any other, anyways, other than the Bills, did y'all have any other AFC thoughts y'all want to touch on? The Ravens are awesome. Well, Ravens are Ra- Ravens are awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the only other thing I was thinking is who's going to take the the final wild card spot. It looks like right now it's probably either Steelers or Titans, but it could be Texans if the Titans find their way into the division. Um, what do you guys think? You give me those two choices, I take the Titans. I agree. I, I just I don't believe in Duck Hodges. I, I you know I, I like. But the, the kid, thing is. But- the Titans now have to go. They play the Saints this week, Oof, and then they'll yeah. play the Texans in Week 17. Ouch. So they got two tough games. Where the Steelers have—I forget who they play this week—but then they have the Ravens Week 17, which will probably be a Ravens team resting. Mm. So yeah, I think Harbaugh is a uh, rest. They've got the Jets that, yeah. coming up this week. So, so the Steelers have the Jets and they, the Ravens probably. They rest. definitely I think, have the easier route. I think Doug Hodges and the Steelers are going to kind of trip into the playoffs, and they'll make it. Now. Let's give a shout out to Mike Tomlin has really coached his ass off. I think this year, I think they've done a really good job. LJ was dead, right? Week one, LJ was dead, right? Saying that team wasn't going to make the playoffs. And they've somehow found a way to get to eight and six. When I don't think they've had, they half the the season was with Mason Rudolph. who I hate to say it. He's just a bad, I don't hate to say it. Actually, he's just a bad quarterback. He's just not good. He's not an NFL quarterback. And I shit it on for that Minka Fitzpatrick trade. Great trade, right? Right now, yeah. he looks like he's worth even more than what they traded for. He him. is yeah. the Pro Bowl starter at. Uh, he might. He, right? He's in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, and yeah. It's so, been great. Uh, I I think you're right, El. The Steelers are probably going to back their way into it. The Titans have a lot on their plate, and they could do it. But I think the Titans are a better team. But I think the Steelers are going to find a way into the playoffs. Now that you read me that schedule, I, yeah, yeah. I'd probably tend tend to side with the Steelers. I really would. Yeah. The so. other thing I wanted to mention on the AFC real quick. The Chiefs are scary. Yeah. Really scary. Yeah. That defense. Now, let's remember who they were playing. Let's remember who they were playing. It was a rookie quarterback, and he was playing on the road in snow. Mm-hmm. So maybe that has something to do. It was I'm also, saying, he was Chiefs like in his old really home good. grounds, right? Like uh, Drew Locke's yeah. from Missouri. So, um, yeah, he's a Missouri kid. So, you know, he might have been distracted by, you know, homecoming, you know. So, I, not to say that that probably didn't happen, but I'm just saying. The Chiefs are good, but that game is it, it doesn't show as much as the score would indicate, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I just think I just think if I'm a, an AFC team, I'm a little nervous about the Chiefs because it seems like that defense is better than it was last year. And while Mahomes hasn't lit the world on fire yet, he he could any He's play could be a touchdown with that yeah. guy at quarterback. Yeah, and um, as as a Prestige Worldwide brought up to us back when he was on, I mean they're still they're six and one when they're away right now, so they're. They're good road dogs, and going into the playoffs, that's a good place to be. So, But it is clear the class of the AFC is still the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. And Baltimore. let's see if they peak too early. We might figure that out or we might not, but they are the class of the AFC. Speaking of the Ravens, did you guys – right now, Lamar Jackson leads the Ravens in rushing yards as a quarterback. Okay. Yep. Uh, there are three quarterbacks, including Lamar, that lead their team in rushing yards this them, year. Yeah. Can you name them? Uh, 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 Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's one. Rosen. 
Huh? Uh, the guy at Buffalo. Josh Allen? You said I mean, Rosen. Josh Allen. Rosen. Rosen. Rosen is the Miami backup, right? Yeah. No, and I just... Is it Kyler? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kyler Murray. Yeah, so y'all had it. Kyler, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year, there's going to be three quarterbacks that lead their team in rushing, Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Then you said Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Wow, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan leads Fitzpatrick the team. because they traded Kenyon Drake, and then Balage got hurt, and now they're playing a, a, a white guy running back, which is yeah. <laughs> it's like a fossil. He's, you a, find. You don't he's see leading the team in rushing with like 160 yards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like... a lot. It's not a lot. <laughs> Did you say they're playing a white guy running back? Come on, Christian McCaffrey's one of the best running backs. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's he ain't a regular white guy. Yeah, well, yeah, this isn't Christian boy. McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and his. Big old beard. You know, I, I, I know Fitzpatrick doesn't have to worry about uh, his beard because he just doesn't cut it. But if he needs help anywhere else, let Fitz, I hope he's listening because I want to tell him about our friends from Manscaped. Manscaped is the number one when it comes to below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear that? Can you hear that? That is not Dad, Pops stop shaving toy. on camera. Please, please stop shaving on camera. <laughs> that is Pops' own Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped is the best when it comes to below-the-belt grooming. They have redesigned the electric trimmer. That was what you just heard a second ago. That was the lawnmower, not one. That is the lawnmower 2.0. <laughs> it has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick or snag you where it hurts the most. So now manscaping accents are finally a thing of the past. So, and by the way, why you don't need to be using the same trimmer on your face that you are on, on below the belt. Like Fitzpatrick, I know you're, you might trim that thing up a little bit, but make sure you're not trimming that thing up with what you're trimming down there with it. Get, get you a manscaped, get you a lawnmower 2.0 and manscaped also offers the crop preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Probably perfect for a football player. Yeah. And you already put deodorant on your armpit, so why aren't you putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your bodies? And my Manscaped is offering 20% off to 20. any just press play. 20% off for 20%? any just press play listener. And let me tell you, they got a little One care fit. package on there. They got a little care package. It sells all of this together. It has the lawnmower 2.0, the crop preserver, the the deodorant, and a fancy pair of underwear, and that underwear oh. just ain't your. That ain't your typical. I tell you know you what? I I did the little uh, party pack, and I mean, it almost didn't cost me anything with the discounts and everything. It was like, I mean, I almost they almost paid me to send it to me, and and Pop, <laughs> not exactly, but almost. And Pops's underwear was still in the package. He hadn't tried it. That thing is comfortable. It's like it's like nothing's there. So twenty percent off and free shipping. All you gotta do is put the promo code armchair in at manscaped.com. That is the promo code armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R at manscaped.com. You got to use the right tools for the job. Trust me, your jewels will thank you. So you think uh, Fitzpatrick's got the sideways mullet? He's party upstairs and business downstairs? You know, if I had to bet, <laughs> I bet Fitzpatrick, yeah, you know, he, he he's crazy up top, but then, you know. I bet I bet he, he has a man. He's manscaped downstairs clean. Is now he's probably nicking and snagging everything under the moon because he doesn't have manscaped. But if he got some, the lawnmower 2.0, he'd be good to go. Um, I, I'm gonna tell you, whatever tackles that damn beard of Fitzpatrick's, I, I wouldn't. I'd want a new one after he got finished. Well, let's uh, before we talk any more about uh, Fitzpatrick's jewels. Um, I was talking about his facial hair. I don't know what you were talking about. 
<laughs> I think there's a TV show to be made, though, called Fitzpatrick's Jewels. I, that's just a good TV show name. What are you doing? I was going to see what the re- reviver does. Um, Dad, put it away. <laughs> yeah, your skin looks lovely. great, but zip back up. Jeez. Let the record show. <laughs> Can I get y'all to explain it to Kevin real quick? Yes. Yeah. I love so, this segment. So yeah, I, we haven't do done this in a while, but I was driving the other day and I'm just throwing this at you guys. I didn't give you any forewarning, but I was driving the other day and, you know, the headlights, someone else's headlights were shining like real hard into my, my uh, rear view mirror. And so I flipped the thing, you know, you, you had that little thing where you can flip your mirror. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Because I feel like when I flip that, it feels like it should be showing me straight up to the roof of my car. But instead, it's still showing me back there, but also dimming those lights. Uh, Do y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about? How, how the hell I've does that work? I've got a vague idea. I got, I got a vague idea. Let me look up like a diagram real quick so I can explain it a little better. Unless, Dad, you know what's going on. No, I'm going to defer to LJ, so, but I will say it does. It do you want to kick like, or do you want to ref- defer? I'm... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and offer something. I'm going to, I'm going to kick my God. I'm going to kick. Um, I mean, it, it seems like, I don't know technically what it's doing, but it seems like it gets the reflection somehow of the car. It, it gets a reflection. So the, the lights aren't as just blaring in your eyes, but I agree. If you turn the mirror up, it feels like it's looking, it should give you the head, the, the, the head cover or whatever. What do you call that? Stuff on the head of the car, the roof. I mean, the, the roof of your car. <laughs> yeah, I guess you. Well, thinking about the head cover. Well, there's something you call because I mean, sometimes you'd see old hoopty cars like bucket of bolts, and that stuff's all hanging and flowing. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. call like you've lost your head cover or something like that. <laughs> okay, the roof. Oh, it seems like it would show you a reflection of the roof, but it doesn't. It shows you the car behind you, but the lights aren't quite as glaring. <laughs> what do you think, El? Well, I can tell you now that I've looked it up, and this is not exactly what I thought it was, but it's actually so. The the glass in there is not just a flat, thin piece of glass, right? Um, like in most mirrors, it's like a piece of glass with some sort of backing to make the glass reflective. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. So what uh, what a rear view mirror is in a car is it's actually a wedge, more of the shape of like, you know, the uh, the prism on Dark Side of the Moon, uh, that album cover. Yeah. Uh, but not not quite that thick at the bottom, obviously. And so because of that, uh, when it's flipped up, the the light travels through the glass at a different angle in relation to your eye, thereby changing the way the reflection works. That actually makes sense. I'm glad I brought this up. I'm glad we have LJ on this. Oh, 32. <laughs> he tells us. Well, well, hold well, on. Was that, that, even be hey, that was not the top. I don't know. He you have be- to have Kevin to not understand anything. For LJ That's to right. be able to explain <laughs> we, it to us. We need you to not know anything. <laughs> yeah. to have somebody to show how much Give me my slack. Cut, cut me my slack. <laughs> we, we need the other side of the equation. If it weren't for my ignorance, uh, we wouldn't be able to learn anything. So You're right, yeah, Kevin. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. I wanted to ask you guys. Well, first, I'll save this for the end because we, we used to switch with, uh, we used to end, or we still might, but we a lot of times we like to end with music and, how, and what we're listening to. So I'll save my music topic for the end. But first, we're getting we're a week away. Well, yeah, we're a week away from Christmas. Mm-hmm. We just had Thanksgiving. It's barely it's in our rearview mirror tilted up. Like we can still see through it because we know how that works now. Right. But I can still see Thanksgiving back there. <laughs> Christmas is on the way. Holiday traditions. Yeah. Some are awesome. Some not so much, but we still do it every year. LJ, you brought this to us and I think it's interesting. So, overrated holiday traditions. Can you start us off? Well, I got 3 of them. You want to hear all 3 of them? Sure. Fire right. away. Bring them. Uh, 
eggnog, not a big deal. Overrated. You guys agree or disagree? Yeah, I kind of like a little eggnog. I like a little eggnog. I like a glass a of eggnog. I like a little eggnog. Well, I like a little rum. I don't need why, the eggnog. Why is it? Why is it overrated? I don't know. It's just it's 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 just weird milk. You know, it's just like I, sweet milk. I don't know. I'm not. Like I'm, I'm just drinking, not into it, dude. It's like drinking ice cream or something to me. I think it's good. Like I'd rather it. eat ice cream than drink eggnog. So. Um, I don't know. I just think it's overrated. It's like a, it's a thing that's in a punch bowl usually too, which is like, who knows how long that's been sitting there. Did anyone's hair fall into it? You know, it's not like coming, you know, <laughs> okay. I just, I'm not, I'm that's not super into gross. punch bowls. <laughs> um, okay. So y'all disagree on that one. Uh, number two is, uh, Black Friday. I think Black Friday is terrible. Um, I'm just not a big fan of it. Uh, I think Black Friday is going to go away soon with how I'm much sure everyone's so. online shopping. I just think. I sure hope so. I, the worst thing about it is the people that have to go into Walmart during Thanksgiving dinner, you know, like that kind of thing just really makes me mad. So I hate that one. I imagine you guys are generally in agreement with me there. Uh, yeah, I can do well also, but I don't black Friday shop for people yeah, that do, I do it. Period. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, 12 days of Christmas is the worst song maybe ever written in the history of songs. <laughs> I hate that song so much. It is so repetitive. And you know, you hear it, you hear it once over the Christmas holiday. It's, it's far too much. I just hate that song. Well, overrated to me. I'll jump in. Sure. Holiday pies. I'm just not a pie guy. Everyone gets real excited. Like, Oh, here's some pumpkin pie. And I, it's not bad, but I think I've, I, we've made it clear. At least I think I have. And I know LJ's agreed. I, I don't know for sure on your stance pop, uh, leave the pie and just throw on like another small steak. Yep. Yeah, no, yep. I mean, just, I, just give me another, another small piece steak. of turkey. I'll take another serving of mac and cheese. I'll take some more mashed potatoes, whatever. Hey, has your mom made her blueberry cream cheese pie for y- you guys in a while? I have, um, no, I guess okay. not. Well, you might. I might need to hold off before on this you take. throw the pies out, you <laughs> might get your mom to make one of those. And I'm not saying pies are, like, I hate pies. They're good, but I'm just kind of like, you know, how they're a little overrated. Just, I agree uh, with generally they're a little overrated. Yeah, they're, in I think general, they're dope, I'm with you Yeah. What about you, Pops? Do you have any overrated, underrated? You know, the biggest overrated thing to me is that annual newsletter that people send out to tell you everything oh, great their kids did. Yes. I mean, you know, I get a little tired of that. And you don't, honestly. Wait a minute, LJ. Was he just saying this because he doesn't have much to talk about with his kids? Or <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's because I didn't have enough subject matter, but <laughs> no, no, that's not it at all. I just, and honestly, you don't see as many, I don't think, as you used to. It seems like I would get probably 20% would be that. Now it's like 10% or less. So I, I would say that's the tiredest, uh, one of the tiredest. They're a bit obsolete as, too because of social media, right? Well, so like, it, it, that LJ, thank you. You led me into my second point. Is almost the, I'm not getting as many of the picture postcards, the family picture yeah. postcards this year because everybody posts their picture on Facebook. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, I know y'all aren't Facebookers as much as probably the older crowd is, but... But, you know, that's where all the Christmas pics are. They're now on Facebook or some other What's your stance on media. Christmas cards? you like them? Ah, they're fine. I mean, they're fine. I mean, they're just okay. I, mean, I remember as a kid, I used I to always hate, like, taking Christmas. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, oh, I don't do yeah. the, the pics. But gotta go I feel like it's kind of neat. Like, yeah. I'll see one, like, when I go to someone's house, I see them on the fridge, and I'll see, like, oh, look at there. Oh, yeah. look, you know? Yeah. My biggest problem with the Christmas cards is I just don't know when to throw them away. So I've got Christmas cards from, like, 2016 on my fridge right now. I you just know? showed you a Christmas card in the drawer here. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, uh, what year would that have been? Good gracious. 14. Yeah. <laughs> 2014. Yeah. 
It, it's it like you don't really want to throw away a picture of somebody that like you're you're a good friend with that they spend a lot of time and effort to get to you, but yeah, you also just don't want clutter after you know eight years of Christmas cards. It's just it gets out of hand. Yeah. What uh, do do we have any other? Oh, did you have another one or? Uh, white meat is overrated. Dark meat's much better. I I concur, Doctor. Yeah, I mean, I like <laughs> both. I like white meat and dark white meat. meat. I like. You know, it it's uh, with when somebody who's like super talented makes the turkey it's they're both pretty equal but like the average turkey i'd say the white meat's almost always a little bit too dry for me but yeah the, the dark well, meat is always perfect so well i mean a couple of things the green bean casserole at thanksgiving i know i don't know if we're just talking about christmas but i mean i i used to love the green bean casserole a little tired of it now. i will little, say that bite though that has the crunchy stuff on the top that's that's I'll what just i'm talking eat those about crunchy onions i'll just eat yeah those but crunchy i just onions. want the crunchy onions it's all it's just like yeah. that macaroni bite where you get the, the crunchy macaroni the on bread the breadcrumbs oh man yeah are there any christmas traditions you just love that you're glad are still around uh well another overrated one i, I don't really care for gingerbread stuff oh, i don't care for gingerbread at all but we've yeah, never okay. really done a lot of gingerbread that i remember in our family did what? we no, not really. I don't remember a lot. You of know, so did you guys? So we're a big, we're a big Christmas Eve gift kind of family. I, that was one of our traditions, Christmas yep. Eve, yep. where we it. call. Just for anyone that doesn't do, they, there's there's another method I've heard about this that's different. But what we do is we call the first person to call Christmas Eve gift on Christmas Eve gets to open the gift on Christmas Eve. On Christmas you know, Eve, kind of makes it self-explanatory. But did you know some people do Christmas pickle? Yes, I, yeah. It's like an ornament uh, it's actually you put on the tree. It's like I've heard something tree. about the pickle ornament. What is it? We've got mean? a Christmas pickle. Know. We've got one here at this house. LJ, right isn't now. am I correct? It's it's you. I just read this this like past week, but families will put a Christmas pickle ornament on the tree, like LJ said they have on their tree, uh-huh. and whoever note it's like usually like in a random spot or like kind of kind of hide it. Yep. The person that finds it gets to open the present on Christmas really? Eve. Really? You find yep, the Christmas pickle. So they don't do Christmas Eve gift, but they do Christmas pickle. Okay. Yep. And uh, it's I think it's like German or Dutch in origin that they sell tons of the uh, little pickle ornaments at uh, Chris Crindle Market here in Chicago. But uh, I think it originally was an actual pickle, too. Like you had to find the actual pickle <laughs> hidden in the Christmas Ooh, tree. So I would hope you find it fast. And it, <laughs> yes. <laughs> or then everyone will find it because it's going to be starting to stink. Yeah, someone's going to find it. What about uh, is there any New Year? We got New Year's Eve, New Year's Day coming around the corner. I don't know if there's much. Well, you know, there's the whole, you got to eat so many greens and black-eyed peas, right? Black-eyed I kind of don't peas, do either uh, one. That's kind of a tradition. You got to eat greens. That, the, the amount of greens you eat means the amount of money you'll make that year. Well, you know what? I can tell you that doesn't work because <laughs> I ate some greens until I was pooping green for a while. And <laughs> well, I'm sure the podcast wanted to know what you're Sorry right. about that, guys, but I didn't what make a lot of money. What color your defecations were. But anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's a little overrated. Any, um, any others? Is that... Well, I did want to say this, and this is one I always liked that my mom did. She always set an extra plate for everybody that yes. couldn't be there. That and is I, a cool one. That's I always cool one. thought that was a really cool tradition that I've tried to uh, tried to continue. And I don't remember mom doing that all my life, but she did it for a big part of my life. And I thought that was cool. Another, uh, another thing in relation to your mama is uh, late rolls. Just one of my favorite holiday traditions. <laughs> I just yeah. love it. I just, I can't live without it. It's so The good. rolls just got to be late. They just can't yeah, be on time. Yeah. I like sabotage rolls when I go to other people's places. I was at uh, Thanksgiving at somebody's house uh, this year, and uh, I sabotaged the rolls. I did. <laughs> Just for old time? <laughs> for the man. Had <laughs> a boy. All right, wrapping up, uh, I want to touch on a little... I, I've been driving today, so I listen to a ton of music, and uh, I was just thinking about, you know, 
what like so we're we're mainly Spotify people in this family, yeah. but in general, like there's all kinds of streaming stuff, like with Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. Title. Uh streaming is awesome. I love the fact that like all the albums are at my disposal at all times. But and this may just be me, and I kind of really wanted to get you guys' perspective on this because I thought maybe it might differ because I, I think y'all probably listen to more music than I do, but y'all have listened to, in general, you've listened to more music than me, I think. But streaming has shortened the life of an album exponentially. Like we, I don't think an album has the same length of time in our listening anymore. Do you get what I'm saying, El? I think I get what you're saying. Could you explain further? Because I think I might have a different theory, but I'd like to, to hear this out a little bit more. So like before, like when I first started driving, I had a Honda Accord. It had, and a streaming might have already been available by then, but like it wasn't as Not in your now, car. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a six, a six disc CD changer and I would have two CDs in there. And those CDs, basically I got in the car and I was listening to one of the two. And so like those albums were what I listened to. Like that's what I listened to for like weeks at a time. Yeah. And now I feel like, and I don't know if music's coming out faster. Maybe you guys can tell me That's what you think. That's my theory. That's my theory. But, but I, I don't know if it's coming out fast or not, but it just seems like all the time I get like a text from you or a text from Pops or I see something on Twitter about an artist I really like just came out with an album. So I'm like, well, I kind of want to check this Billie Eilish album out. Oh, and now Drake just came out with an album. Let me check that out. Okay. Oh, and, and Kanye West just came out. Oh, he's weird. What is he doing? Is he MAGA or is he, is, I don't know what he's doing now. Uh, <laughs> And so, like, but in general, there's so many albums coming out. I listen to it one time, and like, I feel like I'm if I don't jump on the next album, then I'm falling behind. Mm. So yeah, I think I, there's just I, I feel like there's not like before it was like this album was this six week period in my life. I can remember like what was going on, and yeah. now it's just so many albums that, that all I mean, meshed together. The Carter Three was an entire summer for me, uh, right? That right. was basically all I listened to. But I think so. I think it's a little bit of both. I think the ease that we get music at delivered to us. Uh, which is what you're kind of saying does make that a huge effect. But I think also just the amount of music that gets created has gone up just exponentially because it's so much easier to put together music than it ever was. And so there's more music that you've never heard. And there's more artists that you now kind of like, you know, like I feel like I could have named my favorite bands, like, like my five favorite bands pretty easily 10 years ago. Now I can't even get like, I have no idea who would be in my top five. Like that's, that's an absurd thing to kind of track for me because there's so many people that are, on that threshold, I probably got like uh, 30 different bands that are potentially in my top five. So um, just the amount of music coming out on a regular basis, I think, is probably the bigger factor in that, that you just you constantly have to move on to the next thing or else you're left behind. So like b- before and then I want to get da- I want to get your thought on this pops. But before, like I would listen to even if I didn't necessarily love the album, the first listen to it was what's in the car. So I kept listening and then it would grow on me mm-hmm. or or a different song. I, I would learn. Not only just the songs I like, but I would kind of get a grasp of the whole album and how it, it lives and breathes as a, a, a one part mm-hmm. instead of each individual song. And now I switch so fast. Like if I didn't like it that first time, like because there was albums that I listened to the first time, I thought I'm not a fan. And then I listened to a few more. And I was like, whoa, I was wrong. This actually well, is a really I mean, dope album. Yeah. We as a family can talk about uh, how many times did we listen to Third Eye Blind for two or three songs and well, no, I can't do it. I was, about to, well, I was about to say, I can't tell you how many times because it's been countless, but yeah, yes, but, to your point. But yeah, we, we listened to that album just for two songs and then turned it off or whatever until we finally like gave it its due. And then it was like, it became our most listened to album as a, as a crew by far. Very Probably quickly. is that for all of us together? Probably. Probably that. I bet so, it's either that together. or legend, one or the other, but. 
So me and me and LJ have have given our two cents. What what do you what what say you you've you've listened to more music for a longer period of time than us. So what say you? I mean, I certainly grew up listening to albums, and I mean, I won't hell. I'm just going to start, and y'all tell me when to stop. But my first two albums were Frampton Comes Alive and Gary Wright Dreamweaver, and I listened to those till I wore them out. I yeah. mean, just completely wore them out. Um, uh, Gap Band Three was another album. Mother's Finest. I, I'm going to have to get y'all. I don't think y'all have listened to a lot of Mother's Finest, but I'm, I'm telling you, those guys R and B, such a good good stuff. Um, Pink Floyd, another brick in the wall. Eagles Hotel California. Kiss Alive Two was a kick ass album. Um, now, unfortunately, and and I'm kind of going back probably to my high school college days, but now. I do. I listen to Spotify and I either listen to a playlist that I have. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to On the Road with Dad. You know, yeah, I listen to yeah. that playlist or I listen to my top 2019 songs or my top 2018 songs. So it's I'm listening to playlists and always yeah. various artists. And and I do think we lose that album. I kind of want to get back to that. I remember one of the last ones was John Mayer Continuum. Kind of listened to it one time through and thought, eh, it's OK. I listened to it the second time through and thought, that's hey, okay. The third time through, I started falling in love with every single. And there's song a lot of albums like the that. album, yeah. And so I worry that we don't give albums enough of a chance anymore. You're absolutely um, right. There are so many albums that probably are, you know, would be my favorites, but like I've only listened to them once and moved on. I mean, you're absolutely right about that. Well, yeah. like so, and this is just in recent, but like, and I say recent, like in the last year, but Drake's re- most recent album, I listened to it once. I, it was good. I liked it, but I didn't. It didn't grab me at all. And then you moved on. And I moved on to whatever was next. There was a Drake's album, Thank Me Later, a few years ago. Same way, except for it was, I bought the CD. It was a CD in my car. So I kept listening to it. And now, like, I really love that album. I probably would feel the same way. I don't think, you know, I just don't know. I feel like I don't give the albums that second, third listen to, to really give it a shot. I'll also I just kind of go, okay, I kind of like it. Let's go to the next one. I'll also argue that I think artists have lost our trust a little bit and that they oftentimes aren't writing albums anymore. They're writing singles. They're trying to hit viral. Well, because that's what matters more now with streaming. Because we're not listening to, like Dad just said, we're listening to playlists. So I'm listening to today's, not necessarily me, but just in general, we're hitting today's top hits more often than we're hitting like, I think, which is, you know, chicken or the egg sort of thing. We, are, are artists not putting out albums because we're not listening to full albums or are we not listening to full albums because artists are a little bit? Of, yeah, singles? a little bit of both. And I think it really comes down to, uh, you know, you remember the term ringtone rappers, um, yeah. that that was when we really started shifting to you're you're just putting out, you know, um, Stanky Leg or Heisman on the hoe. Or, you're just trying uh, to catch a wave real quick. Yeah. yeah, just real quick so you can get your name out there. And nobody's trying to put out, you know, a great album. They're just trying to put out that viral hit. And, uh, and then, so we've lost trust in artists and I think there's still some artists that are putting out great albums, but they're fewer and far between. So it's hard to know which ones are which. Well, I think it's just not even music wise. It's just the, 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 the place we live in now where things like shelf life in general, the new, this new cycle, the music cycle, the sports cycle, everything moves so fast, you know, this is a story today and, and it's going to pass. So like before you know, like you said, Soldier Boy hit, and it was the big thing. Now, it mo- now I say that, but Old Town Road lived for a long time. I mean, it 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 lasted a while. Yeah, but just the the things move so quick with social media, and when things can go viral, that I don't know, the shelf life just changed a little bit. So yeah. I don't know if the albums have gotten worse or if we've gotten worse as listeners. You know, A and B, A and B. 
Definitely. Do do, the, do you feel like albums come out more now? Do you think it's more music like thrown at us, or we just have more access to it now? Yeah. No. I think I think more albums are coming out. That was your question, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I think just constantly. I mean, you know, if you look at your like your release radar right on Spotify, that's like a playlist they'll make for you about you know things that you're probably interested in that have come out very recently. And for me, that thing is always full of things that, you know, that I'm definitely interested in, you know, like it'll say like Modest Mouse popped out a new album. And it's like, I didn't even know that was coming. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. And, uh, you know, just constantly, I think there's a new album out, but I think it's because there are so many artists, um, not because artists are necessarily working faster, which I think they are because you don't have to spend as much time in a studio to write an album as you did back in say the Stones day. But, but also because there, it's so easy for anybody to like have their own sort of home studio billy eilish can put out an album without ever talking to an audio professional um that still sounds yeah. great because that's the world we live in now so yeah people there's so many artists putting out albums did you hear this is kind of a uh getting going off a different side note here but did you hear i was reading an article about how like smaller artists are getting their name out there and what they do is like someone will make a playlist and they, they make playlists for movies so they make like a Frozen playlist, like Frozen Two playlist, or the Joker, that new movie, you know, with Joaquin Phoenix. They'll they'll make a movie soundtrack, whichever one they think is gonna get big, and yeah. it's all the right songs. But they'll add like four different songs of theirs to it. So like if you, if I'm sitting there cleaning, listen to a shuffle, I'll hear them. Maybe I maybe I like a few of them, you know. That explains something that I've been kind of wondering why it keeps happening. I keep looking for like you know different sort of like mixtapes and stuff that aren't usually on Spotify, but I'll check anyway. And I'll get a playlist for like Merry Christmas, Little Mama, right? You know, that Chance the Rapper Christmas album yeah. I was looking for recently. And it's not on Spotify, but people have made so many playlists with the album art. And you can even tell that they had the right music in there before it got taken off of Spotify. But it's also just chock full of like underground rappers. And yeah, they, uh, they, it's a thing. Like it's a real yeah. thing. They do. That's what people do. And that's then, clever. I mean, honestly, there's an article really about it and what, what it is. It, that, and so like movie soundtracks are kind of big right now on Spotify. So like they'll. Any movie that thinks gonna blow up, they'll make it and they'll put it together and they'll put the album or the, the like the art of the movie or whatever you know so that looks right. But they'll just add you know four EDM songs in there too, or five, and they'll do that same thing with Frozen. Anything they think's gonna blow up, they'll go ahead and do it. And it is smart because maybe I hear it and go, "Oh, I didn't even know that was in the movie, but I kind of like that song." And then well, now that maybe happens I'm in movie to soundtracks artist. too, right? There's always like that one song where they just use like the opening thing and you don't even notice it in the movie, and so you listen to the soundtrack and it's like. I don't remember that being in the movie at all. I guess it was maybe the third song in the credit sequence or whatever. Right. Yeah. That's, that's genius. That. I just yeah. thought that was interesting. And I thought y'all would find that interesting too. So, um, before we wrap up, I mean, we're on music. Do y'all have a, what we're listening to this week? Sure. I know I was riding, I was driving. So I kind of threw back and I think I'm, we've mentioned this before on the pod, but I went back and listened to old school, some glass animals, not that old school, but just, we hadn't listened to them in a little while. And I don't, they had a, like a new single out, but it was it was still the same album was their most recent album, and I was just listening to some of that season. What is it, season three, episode two? Uh, still oh, a jam. Oh, still yeah. a jam. It yeah. is a jam. Mm-hmm. So that's what I got. What do you got, El? Uh, so I've been so you know Spotify, like like we mentioned, we're on Spotify, and they've been putting out you know the music that you've been listening to over the course of yes, yeah, so time like for it, the wrapped, yeah. So I had like mine. Mine gave me like my my artist of the decade, and it was the Kooks. And uh, that surprised me. And so I went back and listened to, I think the album's called See the Sun. 
And yep, I've listened to every single song on that album, like probably a few dozen times. So uh, <laughs> they were accurate. I didn't realize how much I love that band. So um, that's who I've been listening to. Hmm. What about you, Pops? Well, y'all may be kind of go down memory lane with this album. So I'm going to go back to one of my tried and true albums. I'm going to go one I didn't mention that Tammy also mentioned. Shannon, let the music play. That was such a great song. I don't think y'all know it at all. I don't. And it's vaguely it was familiar kind of on the... It was kind of on the end of disco a little bit, you know, club kind of music, but it was a really uh, uh, great album that I really love. So that one, and then I'm going to throw another one in, but it was TLC and the one with Waterfalls. I don't remember the name of that album, but that was such Red Light Special. Maybe that was a song there. I can't remember uh, the name of the album, but it was such a good album. Good album. So uh, Shannon and TLC would probably be the two two things that I will be listening to. I'm into yeah, that. Uh, oh, I was, was the uh, album Crazy Sexy Cool. Crazy Sexy Cool. Yeah, what a great album. It was yeah. so good. All right. Well, I think unless y'all got anything else, is that wrapping us up for this week? Uh, can I give you guys some homework? Uh, well, I, it's, I'm on Christmas break right now. I mean, can I give it to you anyway? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <shoot>. fire. <laughs> fire um, away. Can, I just want you guys to think about how you respond to the phrase thank you. Just over the next week or so. We'll talk about it later, all right? Okay. Nothing else? Like you just want to That's it. Just... That's the homework. Just just think about like try to notice what you say when people say thank you over the holidays. Okay. Interesting. We'll do. All right. all right. Well, I think that will wrap us up for another week of the Just Press Play podcast. As always, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter or and make sure wherever you're accessing your podcast, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button. And, and you're getting that updates every time. That right there, like as you hear, don't forget, you can head over to manscaped.com, put in the promo code armchair, get 20% off and free shipping. It's the holidays, guys. Hurry up. This is the perfect care package for any of those guys out there. And bowl season, like we said, is right around the corner. Playoffs are coming up. Make sure you you're hitting up our friends. You want to pick the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl real quick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's in it? Tell Buffalo me who versus is. Charlotte. Who who you oh. taking? Buffalo, no doubt. I was Buffalo. gonna say there's no question it's Buffalo's game. We're taking so. Buffalo. So All right. I'm betting Charlotte. Let's get on line. <laughs> I'm betting Charlotte. Well, if you're doing it, hit my bookie, put in the promo code chair. They will double your first deposit. So you can put all the cash down. You you just spent a lot of money on all your Christmas presents, so make sure you get some of that back when in and over at my bookie. And put bookie. that money on Charlotte and the Eagles. It's easy money. We're giving you free money here. All right, that'll do it, guys. I will holler at y'all later. Maybe. Maybe the next time we record under the same roof. I don't know. I don't know. I'm bringing my stuff. We'll see what happens. But you you never know. Magic may just happen. Lightning (laughs) only strikes. I don't know what I was going to go there. So, and while you're traveling on the holidays, when that when those headlights come once in a bottle, (laughs) when those headlights shine into your car and you put your uh, rear view mirror up, just whoever's in passenger seat, explain to them how it happens. They'll be fascinated. Just don't even. you don't even have to give us a plug if you don't want to. Just just act yeah, like you you're can smart. If you want. Yeah, yeah, you always can. But if you just want to act like you're smart, you're a JPP listener. You stuck around. So Wait, you got the wink from us. All right. That'll do it for another week. If I see Jason Garrett in the bar, I'm not gonna talk to him. I promise you guys I'm leaving. <laughs> All right, I'll holler at y'all later. Peace All right, out. You're, gonna, you're gonna check him on Facebook later though. That's what you're gonna do. Yeah, I wanna see if he posted anything. <laughs>